Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the show, Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie. <laughs> it's like I, one of those 70s classics. It's, it's like a 70s classic. Hello, everybody. I am Joey Bravo, and this is my lovely daughter. Aaliyah Marie. That's right. And, uh, oh, yeah, we forgot to do our... If you already know, you already know. Yeah, if you know, you know. All right? We were trying to switch it up on you because we are talking about uh, some stuff today. We're going to be talking about a Spider-Man, the OG Spider-Man, mm-hmm. who is a little upset about what... what is Upset. Yeah, a little bit upset about what's conspiring uh, with this new uh, Spider-Man movie. Also, we got a little something to do with Mr. Uh, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. and how you can be a part of history. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I'm trying to be a part of that history. Yeah, try to, we're all trying to be a part of this history right there. Um, um, but before we get to that stuff right there, um, we do want to talk about um, this being Hip Hop History Month. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah, so I'm very proud of this. I'm very, I'm very excited that uh, Congress has declared... November to be hip hop holiday. Yeah, you know, like ever ever since they yeah declared hip hop history month. (laughs) You're like, sorry, I was intertwined with something that's gonna happen next weekend. Something (laughs) on hip hop holiday. Uh, But no, ever since they declared it, like I mean, I always listen to like '90s hip hop and stuff. But ever since you told me they declared it, that's all I've been listening Mm. to, and I just Mm. I get ten times more excited because I'm like, this is the month where I really could be telling people facts. Yeah, because dropping facts after facts. It's hip hop history month. That's right. But then when we we, you know when the this this little tradition and everything now I started thinking to myself like what is one song so someone's never ever heard hip hop like mm-hmm. they just never even heard what this this genre of music is what would be one song you would introduce them to you know which one um I, and I know it's a tough one yeah it is but, tough, but I, right it's super tough but one song I would definitely want to show somebody is you never know by immortal technique ah uh. Because that it is one. such a good song. Yeah, there's some cursing in it. It'll probably scare some people because they're like, there's cursing in it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And the moral technique, if you know him, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just meant, like, it's like that. And this song, <laughs> if you know him, you know that he, he tends to write uh, songs that are somewhat like a Shakespearean tragedy. Yes. This song is so deep. It's so, it's so moving. And uh, it just paints this picture of this relationship, how it flourishes and where it ends. Mm-hmm. And for... For people that haven't heard this song, I really recommend you listen to it. Obviously, there's going to be some cursing in it. So if you're scared of curses, <laughs> warning, warning. earmuffs, kids, earmuffs. But you definitely got to hear this song because this is storytelling at its finest. Yeah. Immortal Technique is one of those guys that has a way with words well, that could really like- just paint it. Like, like his words, the way he uses it is like an artist with his colors and his, yeah. you know, on a canvas. It's, well, if you it's, love slam poetry, if you love the idea of poetry, that's a perfect example. He's a perfect example of poetry, and especially yeah. in hip hop. Yeah, ryth- rhythm and poetry. We said this before, rap, it stands for rhythm and poetry, and that's the perfect example of that. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it's, 100%. Oh, my gosh. But I'll t- I'll get, I'm going to tell you this. Uh-huh. By the end of this song, because you know, you've heard this oh song. yeah by the end of the song if you've never heard this song you're gonna be in tears 
oh, I every time I hear it, and it's like I know what's going to happen in the story. Because yeah. that's, like you said, this song is a story. Like, it's, he's telling the story yeah. of this, what's going on. And I won't get into it because, like I said, this is a song that you need to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you need like, to listen to. But, man, it And the guitars, just tears. the guitars when they kick in at it's, the beginning of just, it, you're it's like, It's a different wow. kind of feeling. Yeah, like, Amazing for sure. Song. I mean, mine's not as emotional as that. <laughs> but mine would be uh, 93 Till Infinity oh. by Souls of Mischief. Oh. That one, oh. I just feel, personally to me, every time I hear it, I just feel just like I'm a little kid mood, again. Right? Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that it just reminds That's you. That's funny because I kid. feel the same way when yeah. I hear that song. Like it just reminds <laughs> you of being a kid again, and yep. just like you, you, it's almost like all these memories of you as a teenager and doing all these crazy stuff with your friends. It just goes in the song. And yeah. when mid '90s came out, which is the one that Jonah Hill wrote and directed, that was a good one. that's the first song that pops up in this movie. And I was like, yes, like especially with the storyline and with these kids, that was like the perfect song to start with. That, but I think that is like the one song that everyone, as soon as you hear it, it's gonna take you back to some kind of oh, memory. Yeah. And you're yeah. just gonna be happy. It's a happy song. It's definitely because I mean that's uh, in the '90s was when I was a teenager. I was growing up yeah. as a teenager in the '90s, and uh, man. I, I, I miss the 90s. I, obviously, everybody who is raised in a certain era misses yes, that era. Misses it. And I but know, the 90s was there, man. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it was a beautiful era. It was so much fun. It was the, the beginning of hip-hop. and the, the I mean, obviously, the beginning of hip-hop was more along the lines of the end of the 70s. Yeah. But this is this is the golden era. That's why well, they call it, it the golden yeah, age it of hip-hop. Was, especially for female rappers. You have like yeah. Queen Latifah. You have the Brat. Like you had these... Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was a it was women. a renaissance of sorts of hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. It was a very early age, and there were so many different uh, individual groups and MCs, and you knew as soon as they said one thing or even the style of the music, you knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you know, unfortunately, because the way the industry works is they try to like basically give you a conveyor belt of. Uh, of artists, you know what I mean? So a yeah. lot of them sound very similar. But back then it was like every you knew who this person was. And back then they would call you out as a biter. So mm-hmm. if you would try to steal somebody's style, they'd be like, That dude's yeah, a biter. Everyone had their that dude's own a biter. Style. So they'd always call you out. Nowadays biting somebody's style is like uh, is uh, um uh, celebrated, yeah, and that to me that was always weird to me. It's like, wow, you know, it, what I mean? it, it is odd, like you said, like because the the '90s was definitely that golden era to where there were so many artists that were flourishing in their own sense like Beastie Boys. Oh, I love you had three one. white boys rapping that it's it was one of those mind-blowing things yeah. because you're like yeah, they were whoa. Dope. Like that's just Those it, guys are just uh, just amazing musicians. We talked we spoke about them last yeah. last time and they're really good. Um you know, Wu-Tang Clan yeah. just started their movement. You had, I mean, you had... Uh, Public some, Enemy. Public, Pu- Public Enemy. Enemy was definitely one of those hieroglyphics. Po- yeah, political things. Um, oh, yeah. Far Side on, on the West Coast, you know what I mean? Uh, well, you can't, you can't go wrong with Cypress Hill. Too. You got Cypress Hill. Hill. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, every single one of these groups, you listen to them, you're like, I know this this, yeah. this is this group. Now, like I said, everything sounds kind of the same. So but in like, defense, too, like with these artists, like you said, it's pushed in the industry, but... They do have authentic music of their own. It's just more of you have to dig. You have to dig yeah. for that. Oh no, you do. You do because for it. because the thing is is nowadays is they're put they're pushing certain singles right mm-hmm. the singles that sound similar to other you know everything because that's, that's popping. That's what's popping. That's and what's yeah, buying. But if an artist is smart, which there are many smart uh, MCs nowadays mm-hmm. that give you that you know that token song, you know yeah. what I mean, and and then they grab a hold of you and then they give you the real artistic. Uh, you know, a uh, version of themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's dope. There's, I mean, I mean, like we've spoke about Corday many times. Corday's probably one of my favorites. Come on, like Corday. And J. Cole's you, dope. You know, yeah, Jack Harlow, 
is is he is my Jack Carlo could get down. Yeah, he's one of my favorites right now. And I've actually started digging in his old music. And man, like there's one's called Love Is Drill. That beat is so sick. Like I love everything That's about it. That's what you just it. showed me not to love. Yeah, yeah, I love was, everything about it. But I'm like, man, like Jack Harlow is stepping up in the game too with that rap. Like he, right, he's right. bringing it to the table. And Corday, Corday, hands down, is the next like just goat in the in the music industry. I, I do. Yeah, he he, he has a uh, style about him that is oh man. But you know who else has a really good style? Who that? Who Silk that? Sonic. Oh, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. First of all, oh I'm, I'm very upset that the album. Yeah, I'm very upset the album was so short because as soon as I heard that's it, I was like, about. wait a minute. That's yeah. it? That's it? I mean, I'll listen to it again, mm-hmm. but that's it? That's how you're going to give me all the hypeness? There's really only me? eight tracks on there. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because the, the first part is an intro. Yeah, so I was so So it's only eight sad. songs, but you got it. Look, we all talk about Bruno Mars because we love Bruno Mars. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan, but my man Anderson, Anderson Pack does not get enough recognition. He does this not. man. I've heard this man way before he was Anderson Pack. Oh, yeah. Pack. When, when he was- uh, uh, Dumbfounded. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I always forget his rap his rap name back Sleepy then. Lovejoy. Yeah, Sleepy Lovejoy, but- but every time everyone's always like, Bruno Mars. I'm like, I love Bruno Mars, don't get me wrong. But Anderson Pack is the man. And yeah. the, the, the combination between these two and artists. And not only that, he's from the area that I came up from, the, the Oxnard Ventura oh, area. Where, yeah, when where, he dropped that album. We're kindred spirits, bro. Yeah, so uh, exactly. Anderson, you want to work with me? Let's do this. Let's yeah. <laughs> but you know, when I listened to this album, uh, I loved it. I, I definitely loved it. The vibe was there. It, it definitely brought that. Like, you had to dance. You had to dance to every song. But there was one song. It was called Put On A Smile. And that one was my favorite one. That's and the I, one where you look I, to yeah, the side. I, huh? lo- I, I really, like, I was driving to work. And I, like, looked. I'm like, I wish it would rain right now. So, I mean, I have a good life. Everything's really great. But, like, it was one of those moments that I didn't want my life to be great. And I just kind of <laughs> oh, wanted to be depressed. Because <laughs> it was so good. But it put you in that feeling like, oh, man. You're like, like hey, I don't know what it is. But I'm going to muster up something that's that was yeah. sad. So I could, I'm so gonna, I could get on the I'm vibe. I'm going to get mad at what my fiance said three weeks ago just so I could listen to the song. But the other one that was super dope is Fly As Me. Fly As Me. Fly As Me. That's my jam. And that's almost like a- But he said this. We, we were watching a, um, an interview, my son and I, yeah. your brother, and he said, they asked him, hey, what song do you think when people listen to this album are going to be like, dang, that's, that's the jam. And that's the one he mentioned. So, so we made it a point, your bro and I, uh, which he's also in the studio audience right now, He's in the background over there. Audience effect. Yeah, audience, audience effect. effect. <laughs> and uh, we we're, we're like we're not gonna listen to that song to the until we finish the whole album yeah. because we want to listen to it. That's the one. And you know what? As soon as I heard it, I was like, he I wasn't love it. Lying. Yeah, I love it because it's it's something you can you can like a shout out to your lover. Yeah, and I, but I was happy. Yeah, but I was so happy that I was like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to hear mm-hmm. at least one song on the Silk Sonic album where he showcases his MC skills. Yeah, and he did, he did. man. And then he. Things, and then he and then he's playing the drums under this dude is like multi-talented individual and uh if you are not like hip on game when it comes to anderson pack do yourself a favor do yourself a favor and look up his library of music oh his tiny desk concert oh oh, oh yeah oh, like the, that man is is super talented and Bruno Mars is just talented. So oh, I, yeah. as soon as I heard they were those two together, together, yeah, I was like, "Am I in heaven?" Cause... Well, I mean, it makes sense because uh, Anderson Pack called uh, Bruno Mars his Puerto Rican angel. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's true. It's He's true, a Puerto man. Rican angel. I'll tell you, they're making heavenly music because it is dope. It's so far. Ten, you guys have to listen to it. It's gonna be an album that you're gonna be next summer. That's gonna be the epitome yeah. of the summer of 2020. Yeah, I'm gonna right call there. my boy Tony Moreno because he was saying he goes, "It's okay, it's okay, it's okay." I was like, Ugh. He was on that hate train with with our boy Sway because mm-hmm. they were both on it. They're like, ah, hate, hate, my hate. Ma- my mama too was hating. I was yeah. like, girl. 
And he's probably gonna call me right now and be like, I wasn't hating, I was just uh, you know, stating yeah. the fact that it's stating okay. Stating a fact. I'm like my fiance who didn't care that the album came out was like, These are good songs. Yeah. Like, I know they're good. Like yeah. and, and I'm, I'm gonna say this. Uh, Tony also said that he thought the Rock's verse on that uh, face off was fire. So that's where his opinion yeah, that's, comes That's in. where he stands. And I like I like hey, it's, I it's, you, bro. I it's so funny because like I, I tell you this before, like every time I hear the Rock's verse It's about fire. Yeah. It's about to, what I think of is we, you know power, how power, you, with me, like I I'm not I'm not calling anyone out. It's just a hypothetical scenario. But you have the one friend that says they've been rapping for a hot minute, like, yo, check out my rhymes. And, and they like, rhyme yeah. like the rocks verse. And you're like, Yeah. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah, because so he, he's listen. such a nice guy, right? You're like, yeah, this is like, dope, bro. It's good. It's okay. It's it's so it's good. It's good. You're just kind of like, oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so Quentin Tarantino is getting on that NFT train mm-hmm. because it looks like he's going to be selling Pulp Fiction scenes. Yeah, never you know, before scenes. Never before scenes. He's going to sell these as, you know, like the cryptocurrency, these little non-fungible tokens. And uh, you're going to be able to own a piece of history. I That's fire that. right there. I want that. Oh, yeah, because you know that even as we speak, as we are living in this time that we're living Yes. Um, Quentin Tarantino is a legendary director. He is, and yeah. he has one more film before yeah. he's retiring. But you could imagine—you could only imagine, okay? Like years later, mm-hmm. because his 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 movies is still with uh, withheld the stand uh, the the oh, and, the test and of time. he's the example of a yeah. of what a director is. So to have a, a little NFT. You know, something very yeah. special from Pulp Fiction, which is one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. You know, it's crazy. Actually, my first one is Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir, Second is Pulp Reservoir Fiction. Reservoir Dogs, the soundtrack to that, and especially that one scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a classic uh, yeah. scene that no Stuck one can ever forget. Yeah, no one can yeah. ever forget. And oh, so my with that, the NFT, like, I think it's crazy that with this cryptocurrency, it's, it's the same valuable as a piece of art. Mm-hmm. That's what it trips me out is that that value in between. And because just like with Wu-Tang, they have their, you know, their NFT as well, which I saw this guy. He bought it, right? He, he did. He bought it. I watched his review. I'm sorry, but he did not look as enthusiastic as I would have been listening to that, like uh-huh. the unseen album before. Because he was like, it's good. It's good. I'm like, what you mean? Is, is it better than good? Like, is it better than come good? on, give me more hypeness. Well, like, I know that there's also a rumor going around that that, that actually um, the Wu-Tang mm-hmm. didn't know about this album being made. So the RZA just got collected all these verses. Yeah. And uh, Sivarings, the guy that produced it, yeah. um, actually just put it together. So they're saying it was kind of like a chop suey type of, uh, okay, of an yeah. album. Okay, okay. So that's why they're saying that, like, you know, nobody's heard it. And the Wu-Tang, not all the Wu-Tang is cool with this. Yeah. Not all of them are cool with this, but it has become something of legend. Yeah. Like, RZA, RZA knows what he's doing. He, you know, oh. I, you got to give respect to RZA because RZA That man has, has dabbled in things yeah, he's, from left to right. He really knows what's up. Yeah. Just saying. But just like with Quentin Tarantino, like, he, he's definitely like, okay, like, NFT is where it's at right now with cryptocurrency. Yep. And so to have... Seven scenes and never before scenes. Like I love Hill Fiction as is, and to imagine these scenes incorporating with that, like whoever buys it, because that's the thing. Once you buy this NFT, you have the option of showing it to the rest of the world or keeping it to yourself. That's two different options you can really have. Me, I keep it to myself mm. just to, just to make people mm. mad, mm. but and not let anybody know and, and rate, get the price yeah. to go up higher and higher because nobody's seen this. No one's seen it. Yeah. Like I, I just think with NFT, it's just so such an uh, interesting concept right there. But with Quentin Tarantino, he, not only is he doing NFT, but so he just recently, like a couple of months ago, he had did a novel of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That, and, I love that movie. Yeah, I love Some people it. don't like it, which no, I don't understand I why they don't like it. Loved it. It's a great I, movie. I don't know why people argue. It the was cinematography. The, the story Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt 
characters. That, those, that mm. character chemistry between was great. Yeah. And the ending was such a surprising oh, thing you did not expect. But with Blown the book, away, because I bought Andy. the book when I was um, actually in Minnesota, when I Minnesota. was like waiting and I saw it in a bookstore, Sorry. I was like, I have to get this. But there are scenes that were never in the film that are in this novel. Just like with Reservoir Dogs, he's currently in the, the works of making that as a novel as well. Because he's like, oh. you know, he's like, if I'm going to do one more film, great. No, that's that's what his goal was to retire after 10 films. But he's like, in a sense, I would like to incorporate these novels and kind of give you guys a little bit more of these scenes I wish were included, but we had a cut. Like, it was one of those things. And so with these this Pulp Fiction scenes, it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, what, what are these scenes? And is it going to change the way yeah. the story was already set? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I can't wait to see this, Me man. Me too. So Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out Christmas, right? And on my birthday, and yeah. I will be there. I've told you before, I'm making this. I'm going to be there on yeah. that day. And I, I, I heard rumors of when the t- the tickets are going on pre-sale. I'm not telling you guys what it is, yeah, but, but it's, it's in my calendar. Yeah. It's in my calendar. No, I, I'm, I'm super excited to watch this movie, and I love that they're that. You know, they're saying it's a rumor, but we all know it's true already. Yeah, right. like there's no way you cannot yeah. tell me. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are not in this film. Okay? Yeah, you and have which all is, these villains, which is awesome. But now I'm gonna take it back way back. Yeah. Now I now I'm gonna clarify. Mm-hmm. I used to watch these in reruns, okay? Because I didn't watch them when they were new. Because I wasn't I wasn't even born then. Yeah. But I did watch the rerun episodes of the old school '70s classic Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, the Amazing Spider Man, uh, which uh, Nicholas Hammond was Peter Parker, mm-hmm. all right? Goofball of a dude. I mean, you watch it now, you're like, dang, I, I thought this was cool. <laughs> I had to watch a few clips, and I was like, You're like, yikes. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> that is definitely the, the word it's for so, that. It's so corny, but <laughs> it's, that's where the charm is at. And the exactly. charm is in its corniness. And I mean, it's the same thing as the old school Incredible Hulk with, uh, you know, with uh, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, yeah. Now, I thought it was really cool because when they first did the first Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno did actually yes. have a cameo in it. He, he was like a, a security guard in it. Mm-hmm. Or whatnot. So I understand this guy's, uh, you know, why he's upset, Nicholas Hammond. Because he says nobody's reached out to him. Nobody. He, he's like patiently waiting by the phone. Yeah. It's just like, mm. Yeah. They quoted him saying this. I think it would have been a huge fun if, uh, you know, they would have, uh, you know, a, a huge kick in the pants if they got this old guy in there. I, I was really hoping I would be approached, but unfortunately that didn't happen. You know, and it's so funny because it's like, I, don't know I get how, it. I don't know if he sounds like that. Yeah. But <laughs> I get it. I 100% get it. Because, be because with the Amazing Spider-Man TV series, it was technically the first live action version of Spider-Man. So, like, kudos to him because he was the one that got to bring that to reality. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I do understand that it's like they brought back Lou Ferrigno, yeah. you know, as a cameo. But at the same time, um, Stan Lee was not pleased with the Amazing Spider-Man show. That's probably show. why. And that's why I don't Maybe Stan Lee's like, do not ever bring this yeah, fool back in one of my movies. Do not do it. Don't He's you like, do dare. it and I will haunt you. I know you probably put it in his will. Do not bring yeah, back not bring. Nicholas Hammond to the Spider-Man <laughs> and franchise. It's crazy because like when I found out why Stan Lee didn't like it, I mean, I get it because, you know, Stan Lee made these comic books. He made it the way that he made it. So he would expect it to be like that but with the amazing spider-man tv series he wasn't fighting villains like what you see on this franchises he's fighting genuine people like burglars and just like these because there was no people. cgi they yeah. weren't able to do they, all they those crazy afford uh, to do villains? something like that and then i mean it only ran like not even two seasons before it, it got cut like and so I, it I, wasn't good it wasn't good yeah so i mean in a sense i do understand like i think they even if they don't incorporate it in this franchise they can always incorporate it in the cartoon amazing spider-man with miles morales 
because even at yeah. the end of Miles Morales, you had the the uh, you know the seventies cartoon like what are you doing here? Yeah, no, what yeah. are you doing, what are you doing here? Doing like here, yeah. so even though he's not going to be on this, like just hit them up. I'm sure they don't mind putting you in for like two seconds. Yeah, it's just like it's, I mean, I mean, I understand. I honestly, I personally think that would have been fun. Yeah. I think they missed out on that because they could have really had an old ass uh, Spider Man just in there, just chilling. But it, like, it, at Spider-Man. the same time, he he did say <laughs> just because he's upset doesn't mean he's like not going to watch it. But the one out of all these Spider Mans um, in the t- 2000 franchises, the one he really feels relatable to is Tom Holland. And so he's like, you know, with Tom Holland, because well, he has a little weakling he of is sorts. Weakling, you know, yeah. I mean, not not saying no, like he's weak, but, but like he's a human, very yeah, yeah. very human, because that's what Spider Man is. Spider Man doesn't. He doesn't have crazy powers like Spider-Man, or not Spider-Man, Superman and all these people. Like, he's a genuine human who just happens to have these webs. And so, it's just one of the things, like, it's, he's still a regular dude yeah. who's just fighting crime. And so, even with this with this coming to an end, he's going to get beat up. Like, I just know. And it's just going to break my heart. Because I started to love Spider-Man so much. And he has to be my favorite character in the Marvel, you know, the Marvel Universe. And I just, I've loved how they developed this character, especially with Tom Holland portraying him. Because I've just, I've genuinely fallen in love with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And so, hence why I'm so excited. And I already to my fiance, I'm like, you don't have to give me anything for Christmas. Just take me to this <laughs> Just movie. Give me some tickets. Give me a good Spider-Man. seat. Yeah, give me a D box motion seat because I ain't trying to. I'm trying to be like everyone else. Like, I want to feel. And yet, what. you're scared of spiders. That's true. The irony. The, the irony in that, isn't it? <laughs> so I really want to get into this mm-hmm. 10th annual hip hop holiday. This is our shout out section today. Yeah. The 10th annual hip hop holiday, Michael Summers, aka Mike Gill and I, started this back in uh, 2011. Got this idea. Shout out to my brother, Eric Salinas. Salinas, uh, <laughs> Puppet Master. He did this concert. It was uh, it was like a concert for kids, you know, to, to get uh, Toys for Tots. I remember that too. And he invited us to this. And I, and I remember telling him, like, this is a great idea. I want to do this in twin. And Mike's like, heck yeah, I'll do it with you. So yeah. then that was the humble beginnings of the hip hop holiday. And one of the great things about this is there's so many artists that come out and want to be a part of this that's what i love which is I amazing love. yeah after 10 years like i love the fluctuation between all these different artists because with with the hip-hop holiday it's in a sense yes the genre is hip-hop but there's different ways oh, yeah, a little of, bit of, people, everything. Yeah, of everything and so that's what i love about it is it's it's different things and so from the people that you know i would always mind they're like i don't know and then you go they're like wow like that was this way is what i expected yeah, like yeah. not what i expected it's like but that's that's the best part but these artists are doing it for a great cause. They're, oh yeah, they're putting they're volunteering for something to they know where it's helping out someone else. Yeah, you got to I got to throw a big shout out to the uh, to the artists that are performing this year, like Ilza Keel, Freedom mm-hmm. Renegades, Roy Wilson and T Dove, Adrian Garza, Eleven and DJ Jason D, Spin Master Mugen. We got uh, DJ Dale coming out, Mike Ill. This is like literally one of like the best. I mean, I love all the lineups, yeah. but this is one of the best lineups. I'm yeah. so excited. Like it's dedicated just, servers, yeah. which are my favorite. Those guys have a whole Christmas album. Dedicated and servers, they really bring it to the table. I with their love Christmas these album. Like. Uh, when it comes to dedicated servers, think Tribe Called Quest meets mm-hmm. De-, De La Soul with a nice little twist, man. They're 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 dope. They're, they're dope. Yeah. yeah, and so all of these artists are just amazing and very talented, and they're all coming together for the 10th annual hip hop holiday. So 10 years strong, we've been doing this. This year, we are giving uh, donations to Sleep in Heavenly Peace, mm-hmm. which is uh, an amazing charity themselves. Look them up. Also, Valley House. Yes. And we're giving some to Coats for Kids. So we're giving it to three different charities yeah. out there, and which is awesome. And like I said, this is all because of all this union of artists and, and people decided to come together and help for the for for the cause. And uh, that's what the hip hop holiday is all about, man. Unity, just like hip hop. Oh yeah. Yeah.
That's what that's UNITY. UNITY. That's what So the 10th annual hip hop holiday is going down this Saturday at the Turf Club in Twin Falls. Please hit me up, Joey Bravo 208 or Aaliyah Marie 208, and get all the information on the 10th annual hip hop holiday. And also, too, even if you don't live in Twin Falls, we're going to do live. Like, there's going to be some live footage. So you yeah. can definitely go on Facebook Live. Even though you can't you can't be there, you know, right there, you could be there in spiritual, yeah. not support. Yes. And, and so check it out. But thank you very much, everybody. Have yourself a wonderful Monday. We're out of here. Bye, bye, bye.